Hey, Courageous Mamas, this is Mom Courage, the podcast, questioning norms and finding the real conversation. This is Carrie Promozik, your host. And today, this is the second part of a four-part series in this podcast called My Breast Journey from Big to Bilateral Mastectomy. And if you listen to the first episode, you'll know that I was diagnosed with a very early stage of stage zero with ductal carcinoma in SIU, which is DCIS. And also a big thing that came out of my diagnosis was my my breast health and my care. And that I had a gut feeling that something wasn't right. And I hope all of you that had the opportunity to listen to this first part of this series, I hope you'll come away with how important it is for we women to monitor our breast health. And let me tell you moms out there, I know it's hard. We moms have schedules that are just never ending, right? We have our kids, work, extracurriculars, social life. I mean, keeping up with your your life, your home, your just all the things. Sometimes some things get put on the back burner. And my hope is by sharing my story that it will just educate all of the moms out there and remind us to move our mammograms, move our breast health up to the top of our list, even though I know it's hard, even though I know it's hard. So when I ended last time, I ended with the fact that I was going to talk today about telling my kids and the research involved in getting to the decision to have a bilateral mastectomy. So today's episode is named Telling My Kids and Getting to How I Got to the Decision. So while I knew I would be okay, and I was so grateful for my early diagnosis, my husband and I had to share this news with our three kids. And at the time, my kids were, my son was 15, then I have a daughter who's 13, and my youngest son was 10. And when we shared, it's just through words of assurance and yes, tears, I just gave them what the diagnosis was. And we all committed to work together. And my husband and I promised our kids that we would keep them informed each step of the way. And I would tell you, I honored that the entire time. So I'd come home from a doctor's appointment and they would be the first people to know. Of course, my husband and I, and then the kids. And then I would tell family or, or friends at that point. But they always knew first what was going on. And I think I did that. And my husband and I both felt it was important because we wanted them to be empowered with the knowledge. We wanted them to know what's going on so they would understand. If I kept them in the dark and didn't tell them anything, then their minds would just wander into areas that weren't necessary. So giving them the knowledge really gave them the skills to navigate this um, diagnosis with just bravery and strength. I'm telling you, my kids were so brave and so strong. No one wants to hear their mom has been diagnosed with breast cancer. But I will tell you, if there was some special award out there that you could get, all three of my kids would have it for that. They were just simply that amazing from the beginning to the end until today. So the breast research began. And the recommendation from my surgeon was a lumpectomy, radiation, and tamoxifen. Tamoxifen is a five-year drug you take if you're estrogen receptive positive which I was. And then mastectomy is always an option too. And as you meet with doctors and, and, and different um, 
nurses and such throughout this process, everybody always says, well, you know, whatever you do is okay. So I remember hearing that a lot in the very beginning stages. The research consisted of various uh, appointments with doctors, second opinions, some online research, genetic counseling, and testing. Um, I did do that, the testing, and I did not come back with any of the genes, um, which actually complicated it more for me because I remember thinking, okay, if I come back with the gene, I'm definitely getting a mastectomy, right? Well, I came back not having the genes, and that just made it even more complicated for me. But continuing down our process of research, I had to consult plastic surgeons for reconstruction because I was 45 years old and I wanted to have reconstruction. And here's a super important thing. I talked with other women who actually had a mastectomy. The women who had been in my shoes and had had the experience were so valuable in the decision-making process. I am really just so grateful for each of them sharing their story and their experience, and just offering advice and words of assurance. It was just a huge piece of the whole decision process for me. There were many factors involved in the decision-making process. I had to not only understand a lumpectomy, radiation, and tamoxifen versus mastectomy, I also needed to consider my active psoriatic arthritis, my age, I felt like I was just young at 45. And my left breast at the time had now needed another biopsy in the midst of it all. That side came back fine, but I just kept thinking, just again, my gut just kept saying something's not right. Now, speaking of the decision-making process, my major support was my husband. I have a great family and friends, yet something about the decision-making seemed personal to me only. And I really was not interested in discussion with others as to what they thought. I really felt like other options would cloud my judgment and get in the way of my own personal thought process. And I say that not to sound like a jerk. I say that because I really had to put a real boundary up about how I was going to make the decision. And I knew... I had in the decision-making process, I had to be super focused. And so that's what we did. We kept it real tight. I didn't, the people that were most important in my life knew I was going through it, but I didn't talk about how we were going on the decision-making process. Seriously, even my husband and I, we kept to ourselves about what route we thought was best. Like we would get all the information and we would say, okay, we're not going to talk about it until we're done seeing this doctor. It was kind of funny. Actually, to be honest, I cheated and I told my husband what I thought earlier than one of the last appointments we were waiting for, but that's just how I am. All right. Now, um, we really just stayed focused on getting the information and my ultimate decision was to treat the DCIS stage zero aggressively with a bilateral mastectomy. That would be considered an aggressive treatment because I could have gone with a lumpectomy and radiation and tamoxifen. Um, but again, with all my research and all the things I ever considered, I, I just got to the point of um, thinking a mastectomy was the be- best fit for me. And here's what happened when it finally came down to it and the research was done and I knew all the details. Here's what's like really stuck out to me to get to my final decision. Okay, here's one. My boobs seem to have always failed me. And here I was with one more breast failure. 
maybe this is just a sign to say goodbye to my boobs. I mean, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, you know what? It's just time. We as haven't had a good relationship and this just seems to be one more notch in the, the list of not such a good time and maybe I need to say goodbye to them. Also, I was only 45 years old. I just felt so young. I have three kids and I need a peace of mind for me, my husband, and my three kids. That was the second factor for me. And here's the third one. Just like I was pushed to make an appointment with the breast surgeon back in the fall of 2018, something kept pushing me to learn more about a mastectomy. So in the end, I trusted my gut and we scheduled a bilateral mastectomy. Now, some may say I trusted my gut. Some may say God was pushing me. I say both. Um, but whatever it is or whatever you feel most comfortable with it, with just relating to, I'm telling you that gut feeling that we all talk about was just there. And it just kept saying to me, mastectomy is where you need to go for all those reasons. And, and just, just the gut just kept telling me to do that. The next phase was all about planning for surgery um, and the six weeks of recovery. And I would like to talk more about that with you on the next episode, the mastectomy itself and the reconstruction. I want to thank all the courageous mamas for listening today. And that is it. Thank you.